Hello. My name is Dr. Mercurio Arborea, and I am the founder of the Arborea Institute. Through our unique blend of benign pharmacology, sensory therapy, and energy sculpting, we can guide you to a new, better, happier you. You're about to embark on a great journey. Let the new age of enlightenment begin. What is at stake is more than one small country. It is a big idea. A new world order. It's no longer a theory. What I'm about to say is fact. The secret organizations of the world power elite are no longer secret. They have planned and are now leading us into a one world communist government. Welcome useless eaters to the Odd Man Out podcast, where we talk about hidden history, depolitical policy, occult deconstruction, economics, religion, and philosophy. I'm your rabbit hole aficionado, the Odd Man. Welcome. What's up, mofos? Hey, the day is finally upon us. The election apocalypse 2020. The end of it all, right? I couldn't figure out what to do on a show this week, a subject for the show. I was thinking about doing one covering Huxley's comments about a scientific dictatorship because it seems to be where we're headed. But it's been done. I'm sure, and I may do that at a later date. I thought I'd just talk to you a little bit about what's been happening the last four and a half years and kind of uh, give you my my take on the election, the results, whatever happens. The last four and a half years, right, it seems that the orange man bad has been under constant assault by the corporate and liberal media, if you call them liberal. I don't. They're progressive. But um, it seems that way, right? The whole entertainment industrial complex has really been against DT, really. And this has created a rabid, rabid base for him. This is unprecedented among Republicans. Republicans have always been squares uh, for as long as I can remember, and not seen as cool. Not that that matters, because that's all superficial BS anyway. We're starting to see a lot of the things we believed about Hollywood and the entertainment system just crack and fall apart. But uh, it seems that they've been against him, and I believe that in a way they created his persona, the, the, the new, the, the modern Trump persona, right? Uh, the character that is President Donald Trump, Orange Man Bad. And I've always said if they hadn't went against him so hard, he wouldn't have had the rabid base that he has. Uh, They just became obsessed and had Trump derangement syndrome, right? They went absolutely crazy. They shit the bed. They pissed themselves. Their coochies were on fire. It was just unbelievable. It's unbelievable the way they're still acting, right? When they have such a terrible, terrible candidate themselves, a guy with almost 50 years worth 
of evidence of BS, of bad decisions and bad policies. But none of that matters whatsoever. The records of these guys doesn't matter to either of their respective tribes. It's irrelevant, totally. It's nothing but tribalism against tribalism. Tribe against tribe. Now, I feel like, though, because the left-wing media, corporate media, and all the rest have been so vehemently against him that they've created this cult-like following, and he can do no wrong. And uh, a lot of you guys have heard me talk about it, but you have to go back to before him and what was considered uh, principles of Republicans and conservatives. Well, small government, less spending, less debt, and of course, always, always defending the Second Amendment. Well, he's let us down. I'm not a, a conservative, but he's let the right and all the people that think those things are important down in all of those subjects, in all of those policies. But he hasn't been held responsible for that whatsoever. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, he was complaining about Pelosi and the DNC wanting a big, big stimulus package, a wasteful stimulus package. And then he turns around and tells Fox he wants an even bigger one. Uh, these two, they can't do without each other. They depend on each other to play the people against one another, to play good cop, bad cop. They have the symbiotic relationship. You can't have one without the other. So, you know, look, there's your big government Republican right there. Um, of course, even before COVID, he was uh, giving record amounts to the military, uh, to Israel. Uh, he just moved money around. He didn't, you know, he didn't uh, shrink spending. He didn't uh, make the government smaller. We're even getting this space force. NASA wastes so much of our money already; it's obscene. Now we're getting a space force. Uh, but that's just the way it goes. All Republicans have been bigger government and bigger spenders in the modern era. That's just lip service they, they've given to the base uh, to pretend like they were doing something for them, that they were like the founders or whatever. But neither of the two parties obviously represent or even resemble the founding of the country. The founders wanted us to avoid these political factions, and you can see why. Because the factions become the only thing that's important you know, when people join these groups, the groups become way more important than the individual. And so really you have two collective, uh, collectivist groups in the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, speaking of that big military spending bill, and I would just advise people if they're confused about military versus defense spending, uh, go back to Ron Paul's definition, which is perfect, and he will tell you the differences there. But, uh, you know, Trump had this huge amount that he was going to give to the military-industrial complex, basically, uh, for spending on the military. Well, here comes the DNC. The Democrats voted to give even more to the military than Trump wanted. Unprecedented. Um, so, again, symbiotic relationship. They work together. The, the Democrats didn't hold their representatives accountable for that. You know, 
the Democrats had always been the party of anti-war, the peace party. And they railed against George W. Bush for eight years because he was a warmonger, the warlord. I remember all the stickers with the W, and I think it had some blood on it or something, on, on the back of cars. And it said the warlord and uh, George W. Bush, right? And then Obama gets in and was an even bigger warmonger than George W. He still doesn't get credit for that and no accountability whatsoever. He not only continued W's war policies, but started a bunch of his own as well. They don't call him Obama for nothing. But again, no accountability. Cindy Sheehan was totally dropped and turned away. They wouldn't even answer her calls at the White House once Obama got in. They just used her to go on the late night talk shows and CNN and MSNBC to get sympathy. They didn't really care about the people dying, the people injured, the people's uh, loss of their livelihood from these wars? Of course not. They didn't care about the unconstitutionality of it. No, it was just politics as usual, tribalism as usual. So back to what I'm getting at, why would it be better for the right if the left won? Well, I'll tell you. Four years of Trump, he's been able to spend. He's been able to spend like crazy. He's been able to basically get away with whatever he wants because his base will not do anything to him to bring any negativity because the other side is always against him. So, you know, they there's no, again, no accountability there. He can uh, say, take the guns first, worry about due process later. Sitting right beside the biggest gun grabber in government, Dianne Feinstein, he can even tell her, on record, you should you should go for the assault weapons ban. And again, one man's assault weapon is another man's defense weapon. And, you know, it's become cliche, but the left that really wants to take the Second Amendment away, many of them, and a lot of them have come outright and said that, also think that Trump is Hitler. You cannot reason with people like that because they've given up reason. Anyway, so when you have a Republican that can say things about taking the guns first, due process later, when you can have a Republican who wants to spend even more than the Democrats, when you can have a Republican who wants to build a space force and increase the size of government, uh, when you can have a Republican who now, is, one of his platforms is... Um, uh, pre-existing conditions, which the Republicans were totally against just, you know, eight years ago, four years ago. Uh, but I think if Trump does win, he will continue to get away with whatever he wants. Now, if he wins a second term, there's nothing else to worry about. He's in there. He's not going to get impeached. So what has he got to lose? He's not a constitutionalist. He's never been a principled libertarian or constitutionalist whatsoever. In fact, he's on record and on video saying that the constitutional process is antiquated and bad for the American people. Again, if a Democrat, a Democratic Republican, um, excuse me, <laughs> ooh, Freudian slip, if a Democratic president had said that, he would have got hammered gotten hammered by the right. 
but things have changed. See, what happens, and I've noticed this in 23, 24 years I've been paying attention, is that the parties change a lot throughout time. And the people who stay in those parties, the really partisan people, not that necessarily the people who are in the know who actually, uh, actually do the research, but the people who just kind of stay in the party and read the, the headlines and kind of go along with, you know, whichever outlet they, they decide uh, really goes along with their beliefs that they already have. It gives them something to talk about. It's a hobby. You know, it's water cooler level shit. Um, they can't go really deeper than the headlines usually. They can tell you stuff about the opposition, but uh, usually they can't tell you anything negative about their side. Or if they even know, they'll refuse. So you have this media force that basically built Trump up by constantly, you know, playing all these things, all these outrages about him and made him such a star. He's a rock star. But he has been made by the left-wing media, really, and the, and the DNC, uh, almost invincible to his base, like he can do no wrong. So what does he have to lose in a second term? Uh, nobody really knows what he'll do because he doesn't have a record, and he's not... A constitutionalist. He's not a small government libertarian type. Um, so really, to me, MAGA has become a cult-like following. And, you know, I don't disagree with everything that people say or anything like that, but there's not a lot of depth to Trump. You know, that's just a fact. He could. He's more style. Uh, he's more... Uh, Charisma, getting the base worked up, working up this nationalistic feeling. Uh, but as far as ideas and principled uh, actual ideas, they're, they're not there. Um, you know, I'm glad that he allowed for us to get our own oil out of the ground. Uh, that's one of the great things since he's been president. No, he's not getting credit for that, I'll tell you that. Um, because Gas has stayed really low, man. Uh, have people forgotten $5 a gallon gas? But, you know, he's not getting any credit for that. Um, so there are some things that he did that was great. Um, but I would look at his farm su subsidies that are outrageous. Um, you know, there's so many things. We've had red flag laws now, bump stock bans. Now the ATF is uh, banning these... Uh, these braces that would call uh, make a pistol almost a rifle type thing. It's like a brace that goes on the back of your pistol. So they're uh, banning those, or I think they already have banned those. Uh, these things start out little and they get more and more and more. And if we can have all these different things, these contact tracing, the the Arnett Act that I'll say again, Republican Lindsey Graham is sponsoring or co-sponsoring with the Democrat where they can end encryption and get all your information to save the children. Do it for the kids. If all these things can happen under a Republican president, what's the point? That's, that's my view. 
That's what I'm getting at. If you won't defend your liberties, your principles, under your own guy, in order to keep him from looking bad, that's a problem. Because because that's actually letting your enemies win. And you don't even realize it. When you don't stick to your principles for short-term battles, in the long term, your enemies win. Because guess what? We stay so caught up in the, the rhetoric and the infighting and the tribalism, we forget that it's the same government. It's the same government. How many times do I have to say? It's one big government. And so when one guy, one leader gets away with something, and people will go along with it, right? Because they're like, oh, it's my guy. And obviously, he knows what's best for me, so if he's doing it, it's cool. But if it was the other guy, I'd be really pissed. It's the same government. The next guy, the next DNC leader, or whichever team you're on, the opposition's going to have that same party uh, uh, power to do what that guy just did, right? I mean, it's just so simple. These are such simple, basic things that they're too simple for people because they're so caught up in the fight, in the fight, ah, ah, fight. You know, it's it's weird to sit back and watch it, man, because it's kind of like watching children. I mean, it's always like that during an election, especially the closer you get. But, you know, you see like all these libertarian types starting to uh, uh, support Trump there in the last week on Twitter. And I'm like, I knew it would happen. I've been saying that was going to happen. They, they folded last time like cheap lawn chairs the closer it got to the election. Austin Peterson, the guy that ran for libertarian four years ago, or eight years ago, whenever it was. Uh, now he is a big Trump supporter. Uh, and he was a smart guy. He was very, um, I watched some of the debates between him and McAfee and uh, uh, Johnson, and he was the best debater by far. Although McAfee, you know, that guy, say what you want about him. The guy, he's good on smaller government and, and just busting the chops of these crooks in government. I mean, he would be, too crazy, of course, to have as a leader, but uh, <laughs> I say that, but I don't know, man. It'd be a party, right? Um, but, you know, it's the, the, the governments, you know, the, the, the two uh, parties play off of each other so much, and um, it allows for such a divide, an easy divide of the public, which, of course, the elite and the people who really rule I'm talking the uh, central bankers and the global monopoly corporations, the corporati. They need that divide really all the time and as much as possible at certain times to distract the people. you got to stay on a steady diet of distraction. And they keep giving us bread and circus. But we have these lockdowns. We have you know, mandatory mask wearing in some situations. Uh, still nobody I even know knows anyone who's been sick. And I know several nurses, and of course my wife is a nurse practitioner. So if we can have all that stuff under a Republican president, what would four more years be like under a Republican president? Because people are waiting on the plan, still waiting on this Q plan that never seems to happen. What does the plan mean? You know, all these uh, alleged things that are supposed to happen. And you get little tidbits here and there that might make some of it true. But it's kind of like keeping people 
hanging on. Like G. Edward Griffin said, it seems to be keeping people on their on their butts and not really standing up for their rights because even a few years ago, uh, people on the right would not have been sitting around waiting for the plan. They would have been up in arms standing up for their rights. And uh, boy, they have not done that. They're sitting on their butts. And that's so dangerous because it's coming up at a time when, you know, they're trying to push us into a civil war, it seems like. And if we did have one, of course, everybody knows the right has more guns. But, you know, one thing people don't talk about is the military has weapons that we've never even heard of. They could probably zap thousands of us and not even destroy the land around us. You know, I'm not sure, absolutely sure about that, but I'm, I'm sure they have weapons that could take out thousands very easily. And maybe things that would even make our guns unworkable. And nobody wants a civil war. I don't want one. Uh, and even if we had one, and the right one, they don't stand for anything really anymore as far as constitutionally or smaller government. So they don't stand for the things that made America great in the first place. You'd have to go back to the founding and see all of those things. And I'm not saying the Constitution was flawless or anything, but pretty good if we'd stay, you know, if the people had held our our representatives accountable. If we had kept that eternal vigilance like we were warned about, uh, it would probably have worked for a, a very long time and, and done pretty darn well. But we didn't, and that's the past is the past. Uh, the, the two parties change so much over time, the people are too close to the parties, don't even realize it, and uh, they don't realize what they've become. Um, there is no conservative party except what are they conservative about? Abortion? That's the only thing they've got left. And I was harking back to um, to Kavanaugh, the first decision he made as the Supreme Court Justice was to vote not to hear the case in defunding Planned Parenthood. You look back at the Roe v. Wade case. Well, it was supposed to be a majority conservative Supreme Court justices then. They dropped the ball. I mean, come on. You're being led around, promised this, that, and the other to keep you loyal, to keep you loyal, to keep you from rebelling. You go back to Huxley talking about concentration camps without tears and people growing to love their own servitude. We, you know, we accept things in increments. You know, we wouldn't accept the abolition of our gun rights altogether. We wouldn't accept all kinds of different things all at once, but they chip away little by little by little. And another thing I'd like to say, you know, you can tell that in my lifetime I've watched the Republicans move more to the left, and of course the, the Democrats have moved more to the left. They're almost so far left they're starting to go back right. You know, they're the party of censorship now. You know, can you imagine a liberal being for censorship? Well, I don't know. I mean, Al Gore and uh, Tipper Gore were the two faces of cens uh, censorship in the late 80s when I was a kid. But uh, typically, real liberals were not for the government having the power to censor the people. That's insane. 
But that's not who we deal with now. The liberals are not liberals anymore. Um, so you have the two parties, and the, the Republicans have gotten more to the right over time, and that's just a it seems to be a natural flow of things. And I have an idea why that is, because the government and the bureaucrats in general, a bureaucrat in general, is apt to do things to make himself more powerful and to do things that prolongs his job and makes him more important. And so even though Republicans were supposedly the party of smaller government and less intrusion by government, more individual liberty, over time, the bureaucrats, even on the right, time and time again have begun to do things that makes them more important to secure their jobs, to make them look needed more and more. And you have these people who have been in government for decades and decades. Of course, I'll go back to Joe Biden, almost 50 years. The guy who was the author of the ominous crime bill that locked up so many young black people. The guy who loves to brag about writing the Patriot Act. I mean, you can go back and look at his record. Time and time again, this guy has said just asinine things and shown himself to be a horrible representative. He bragged bragged in front of the Senate that his crime bill would make 51 offenses qualify for the death penalty, and he's supposed to be the liberal guy. So what does it all mean? Does it mean anything? Well, a bureaucracy is just going to always try and make itself bigger. It's going to grow, expand, because... That's what they do. That's what they do. It doesn't matter if they're efficient. It doesn't matter if what they do works, if it's cost efficient, if it's effective. It doesn't matter. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger it gets, the less, the less effective it gets, the uh, more useless it becomes. So, you know, I mean, that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. And um, that's why you have two big government, oh, oh over here. Two big government parties, right there. Jace? Hello? Hi. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm, I'm recording, okay? Can you be quiet for just a few more minutes? I'm almost done. Thank you. So, what else is there to say, right? I mean, uh, we're here. We are where we are, and uh, there's not much you can do about it now. But I'll end with just saying I think that it would be better. It would be better if Biden and Harris, of course, Harris-Biden, won, and the people on the right who were against this globalism, against this new world order rose up, rose up. And I'm not talking about hurting anybody. I'm not condoning violence. But you've got vaccines coming, mandatory RNA vaccines coming for this supposed illness that has barely affected anyone who is healthy. Again, the people who've died 
have been mostly elderly with one or more pre-existing conditions. And if you look back at Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, he says the test is no good for that type of testing. I mean, the coronavirus has been around for years. This is just a different strain. He said it was not good to test those type of things. It wasn't accurate. And the more you spin it, the more positives you get. So who knows how many of these positives have even been legitimate. And now, supposedly, they're not even testing for the flu in some cases, or the flu has disappeared in certain places. It's the Great Reset. The Great Economic Reset. And it seems to be happening under Trump or under Biden either way. But remember that Trump is still going along with the military giving these RNA vaccines. He hasn't backed off that at all. And that's just another thing that if it was a Democrat, the right would at least push back against this. They are not pushing back against anything he does. And it's very dangerous because it's all the same government, people. It's all the same government. It's like that uh, stupid uh, Jim Gaffigan joke about uh, Mexican food being all the same shit. I mean, I love Mexican food. But uh, American, you know, American Mexican food is kind of all the same stuff. So, anyway, it's all the same government. And uh, with that, I guess I'll just say that I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, check me out. I think I'm going to be on the boiler room tonight for the election coverage with the awesome social rejects. I am on alternate currentradio.com now you can check my show out there and also i'm still on all the other platforms podbean and the rest uh check me out at underscore the odd man out on twitter and instagram and odd politics on facebook i love you guys and i hope you'll be well no matter who wins you just gotta love the people you love try to live life and get this stuff off your mind for a while don't, don't sweat it too much because there's not going to be a huge change no matter who wins. There never is. And we've just got to uh, trust in God. And, um, whoa, I still can't get this. Trust in God. And, uh, you know, keep our wits about us. Um, don't get so caught up in it. Don't get so caught up in going along with either side. Because like I said, when you join the group, eventually it's always the group that matters more than what's right or wrong or what's good for the individual. And government, in general, is collectivist. Now, I love you guys, and I hope to see you soon. Looking forward to those bread lines, all right? I'll see you there. Maybe we can, we can trade some free cheese or something like that. Cheers and blessings. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, South California, Colorado, Canada, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Alabama, Canada, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming, UK.